right here on Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? A look back at the athlete's journey, a walk down memory lane, all the way up to the present, a discussion about teammates, impact coaches, competition, and how their team prepared them for real life. We groove with it all. Host David Riley, Tim Moore, and Princess Cooper, live on www.NeverHadItSoGoodSportsRadio.com. It's a new week, and um, we're excited about Never Had It So Good and the scheduling and all of the shows that are ready um, for this week for sure. going to welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley, and also Tim Moore. I am Princess Cooper. Duck, how are you, sir? I'm better. <laughs> You're better? <laughs> all right. Well, good. Maybe we can hear some of that tonight. Tim Moore, how are you? I'm doing well, Princess. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, before the show started, I'm not going to get into all of it, um, we were talking just about the topic of trash talking. And Tim said that, you know, I don't mind a little trash talking. Me, of course, with my sensitive behind, you know, I'll do a little bit of it, but I try to stay clear of a lot of it. Duck, are you a trash talker or, you know, um, you know, and do you mind it? Well, first of all, as long as Vance Ross is not on the line, I, I can I can comment. <laughs> oh, that's right. We already have some evidence, don't we? <laughs> oh man, the Reverend Ross trying to kill me off, man. But anyway, first, it, it, it's nothing wrong with it. But when you go a little bit too far, sometimes they can take it a little bit to the extreme. Other than that, it, it's cool. Yeah. Tim, your your thoughts again. We were talking off air, and you said you don't mind a little bit. That means you can take it and bring it, right? Yeah, and I think I think that's the key. I, I think that that really is the key. Um, you've got to be able to take it if you're going to dish it out. Um, and 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 those kind of things. What goes around comes around. You know, the good book says you reap what you sow. Um, mm-hmm. Those those things do they come back around on you? Um, but uh, I I was. You know, when I played ball, I used to talk a little bit. So, uh, but I used to catch it sometimes. <laughs> I used to I used to catch it sometimes too. Uh, Carlos had a guy uh, that was a teammate of his at Wake Forest, and he and I used to go at it during the ball game. We we lined up against each other for years, from junior high all the mm-hmm. way up through high school. Wayne Bumgarner, and we talked the whole game, you know, <laughs> back and forth. And he he make a play, he jump up and say something to me. I make a play, I jump up and say something to him. You know, so, uh, but but I think I think the the fans sometimes take it too far. Athletes generally uh, and coaches generally uh, know where the line is, but uh, the fans go too far sometimes. Oh yeah, I, I definitely think the fans go too far. And in the world of social media and technology, they are they definitely go too far now because. You can have a profile with no picture or whatever or a blank picture and say a whole lot of things and, and be okay with it. Or you can hold a sign up at a game. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, and, yeah, you know, so I, I, I was glad that Duck got off the thread. I'm glad he said, let's go Mountaineers and, and work the dead <laughs> on that one. Let me tell you and Tim a little short story. When I was playing D-back, uh, I ended up making a, a great hit on Earl Campbell. 
And uh, he got up, you know, slow like Jim Brown. I said, Earl, you stink. <laughs> so the next time he got the ball and he ran like 70 yards for a touchdown, he asked me how did he smell from there. <laughs> so so sometimes you got to be careful when you when you trash talk. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get Mr. Jefferson in here, but I told Rev his team lost on Saturday because he is a huge Colorado Buffalo fan. And he said, I didn't say anything when your Gators got that butt whistle from Utah. So we went to bed <laughs> quiet. <laughs> we went to bed quiet for sure. Let me welcome in Mr. Jefferson. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Can you hear me? <laughs> I got you good. We have you good. All right. Awesome. Jose Jefferson with Duck Riley and Tim Moore, you all take over. Well, hey, 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 Coach, as you hear us going over a little trash talk, you wasn't a trash talker, were you, Coach? You know, I was a runt kid, so um, I always – I was more um, – oh, what was the word? Um, probably more tedious and, and annoying than anything else. I mean, I, I, I was – you know, I, I really was. I, I was the type of guy I would I would burn a guy on a fade route or something – catch the ball, get up and run by him and not even look at him and say, you're trash, and just keep going. And then I'd get shoved and, you know, a fight would ensue. And I wouldn't do anything because I knew what I said, and I would just hold my hands up. But never to anybody's face and never anything malicious. But, um, right. no, I, like I said, I, I mostly smiled a lot and, and laughed. You know, I got hit pretty hard a couple times, and I just got up and laughed and and um, I knew I was not feeling right, but you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. I, I was never um, the best. I was always the guy that the best looked over their shoulder to make sure they weren't getting caught by me or what have you. So, no, I, I wasn't that guy. Right. <laughs> never let them see you swim. Huh? That's right. <laughs> All right, Coach, kind of bring us up to date. Take us through, like uh, – your pop Warner to junior high to high school, and and when you had the opportunity to go to college, what made you choose the college that you went to? Um, you know, I had an interesting sports career. I actually started out as a soccer player, and um, my dad put me into football in the fifth grade, and um, I went to a small school to where there were fifth through eighth graders, and there was one team. And so we're playing with eighth graders, and I got ran over by this kid who was an eighth grader. And at the end of his career, he ended up being a top ten heavyweight in the world, boxing. And my dad yanked me out of football immediately. <laughs> and and so um, from there, it was always basketball or baseball or soccer. And I really didn't get into track until uh, high school. And I thought I was going to be a basketball player. And then I was basically a backup in high school, um, junior, senior year. I mean, special teams. And the, the weird part about it is is that I, I have more years of pro football than I do high school and college put together. Um, two years of high school, two years of college, you know, and then I played five years professionally. So I don't have an illustrious football background. And like I said, I thought I was going to be a basketball player but I ended up being a high school All-American in track and field as a jumper, high, long, and triple, and then I ran 100 meters, a four-by-one, and I went to the University of South Dakota, and the reason being is that I really didn't have 
any other local scholarship offers that I really wanted. I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska, and my mom wanted me close. And the schools, unless you're going to the University of Nebraska or Iowa or Iowa State, uh, which weren't offering full scholarships, you have to go to the smaller schools. So that's why I went to the University of South Dakota, and I was on a track scholarship, and I ended up being an All-American there, school record holder, conference record holder, uh, qualified for the Olympics and the triple jump. And by the time I was a junior, um, they had a new football coach. And the athletic director pointed at me, at me, at least from what my track coach was telling me, because we were practicing. He goes, that's the fastest guy on this campus. If he's not on the team, you're fired. So wow. I got onto the, yeah, I got onto the football team and basically did special teams and we were horrible. We were not good. And um, so I did that for like a year and a half and, um, you know, kind of tried to avoid reality and um, went door to door with, with the arena football teams. And I ended up catching on with the Arizona Rattlers. And Danny White, the old former um, Dallas Cowboys quarterback, was the head coach. And um, I went down there and I ran a 429 and a 40. And he didn't ask me my name. He didn't ask me where I came from. He just said, can you catch? <laughs> I said, sure. <laughs> and um, I went and I played with the Rattlers for about a season and a half. And during one of the games in an exhibition, I actually got to return a kick. And because um, I, I played behind a really good guy. I mean, I wasn't going to play. And I got in on garbage time and I returned it. And at the time, Joe Bugle who was the head coach of the, they were the Phoenix Cardinals at the time, and they invited me to camp. So I went to camp there, and I was – the practice squad rules were a lot different then. <laughs> so they can bring you in and take you out, you know, basically at will. And I did that, and then I got traded to the Barnstormers in Iowa, and that's where I met Kurt Warner, and we roomed together for about a year and a half and played there as a backup and went to camp with the Chiefs. Stayed there, Marty Schottenheimer – loved me because I was the guy that I wasn't afraid. I, I got beat up a lot. Um, as, as I always say, when I, I went to the NFL and people were like, well, what position you play? I said, I played butt back because when I stepped <laughs> on the field, coach, they get your butt back. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I ended up, um, like I said, playing for five years. But, um, no, I, I chose South Dakota because it had a great business school. It had a dome. It was two hours from home. Um, you know, and it gave me an opportunity to, you know, get free education. And, and like I said, I avoided reality for five years playing pro football and got more education. I got an MAE in education without I wanted to be a teacher and um, because I was coaching. But I ended up coaching high school for 10 years, college for 12 years, and indoor football for 15 years and nine as a head coach. So that kind of catches it up to right now um, with uh, what I do with College Gridiron Showcase, which is in our 10th year. Um, did that, um, as I said, as a, as a way to kind of help kids that were like me <laughs> out of college that really didn't have a place to go. So long story short, and I apologize for being long, but that's kind of the, the up-to-date Reader's Digest version of me 52 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's that's good, Coach. Uh, take us uh, 
from your high school, what did you take from high school that you were able to utilize on the college level that you end up taking to arena football and now that you're in the XFL? Kind of take us through that process. Um, as I said before, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and, and obviously every, you might have heard of Creighton University basketball and baseball school. I went to the prep school, which is Creighton Prep, and uh, it was a Jesuit high school. It's an all-boys Catholic high school, and it's huge. Um, like there was 500 in my class, just boys. I mean, it's not – 500 isn't huge in terms of numbers of school, but when it's all boys in one class, I mean, there's like 2,000 of us there, and it's all boys – their main mission was to teach how to be a man for others, you know, um, caring about your brother, caring about other people, putting other people in the front. And that was kind of the, the biggest thing in terms of just, you know, the, the social aspect. Sports, um, we didn't do a lot of losing. <laughs> we just didn't. Um, I think we lost three games in my four years of high school, took state every year. Uh, basketball, we took state one year. Track, we took state one year. Baseball, four years. Soccer, I mean, they just, they called us the Notre Dame of the Midwest in terms of high school. So it was very competitive. I mean, practices were just, they were, they were tougher than the games, literally. I mean, everything was just so competitive. And so when I came to college, you know, that's the mentality that I had that, you know, I didn't know if I was going to play. I didn't know how I was going to be in terms of, of you know, in track. I knew I was good, but I didn't know how where it was going to take me. So, yeah, every practice was a game to me. And even my coach said, I, you've got one gear. <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, yeah, coach, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to be redundant. I, was, uh, I meant to say take me through the, your coaching in high school to college oh, to the pro. Oh, Oh, my coaching. Oh, my personal yeah. coaching. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, uh, I got into coaching on accident. I really didn't <laughs> want to coach. <laughs> I mean, that's being real. I, I dated a girl um, whose father was an athletic director, and I was playing arena football at the time, and he needed a freshman football coach. And the coach there had terminal cancer and he didn't want to go through, you know, the whole ordeal in front of the kids. So he resigned and they needed a spot. So he's like, you know, would you do it? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, if you can't find anybody, then I'll do it. So they already have the sucker. So I was there and um, we played, I think it was four games. I think it was. And um, we won all four games and I kind of got the bug, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was different because, I was a player still, you know, playing arena ball and in the spring and then coming back. And I was a head coach there, and then they moved me to varsity. And and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it because you just don't, you know, when you look for black coaching role models, especially in football, not a lot. You know, I mean, you know, you had Art Shell, and Danny Green, I mean, those are guys who, you know, I actually had, you know, reached out and, and contacted, you know, later in my career. But, you know, you had those, you got, you know, Eddie Robinson, you know, I mean, there just wasn't a, you didn't see a lot of it. So I was kind of leery about, you know, trying to get into it, but I enjoyed the mentorship. I enjoyed the teaching and obviously I enjoyed the game. And, um, 
I did that for, I coached high school for 10 years and I ended up being a head coach for three of those years. And then I, I just didn't feel that high school was, was I didn't want to, I, I just felt the oomph. I wanted to do something else. And I got into college and, um, you know, like I said, it's tougher, you know, especially a man of color coming in because, you know, I'm a little older. And so back at that time, it was always those minority hires, you know, I mean, well, okay, we need a black coach. Okay, here you go. And I'm like, I don't, I want to get my job because I'm good, not because of what I look like. And um, kind of fought that a little bit, but indoor football came around (laughs) and indoor football, unless you played it, not a lot of people know it. And, um, I started off as an offensive coordinator, and within the first four or five games of of coaching, the head coach had a heart attack. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, and um, he ended up having to to not coach. So I got my first head coaching job in indoor because somebody got basically got handed to me, which never happens, you know. So I ended up coaching that first year and. Then I was the coach of the year. We won our uh, division. We made a championship appearance. And that kind of started the career in the spring. And then in the fall, I was coaching college ball. So I was doing about, shoot, almost 30 games a year coaching for about eight years. And, um, you know, I just enjoyed it, though, because I liked the mentorship. I liked competing. I liked the chess match. And, you know, as I say, I don't know if I love football or not because I don't. I I refuse to love not, something that doesn't love me back. But I am passionate about it and just enjoy it. And you know, like as we talked before about watching film and watching games and teaching and and it, that stuff is important to me. The mentorship and even like I said, coaching pros and even now with the XFL, those guys don't make the millions of dollars. And I don't even know if I would want to coach in the NFL, not that I'm even interested in coaching even right now. I do more operations, but I think it would be hard, you know, like, like Coach Prime said, you know, kind of hard to reach a guy when he's making $10, $12 million a year and he feels like you can't teach him anything, you know. So, but, um, no, I'm sorry I misunderstood the question, but that's me in a nutshell. Okay. I Tim? Coach, I, I've really just got two questions. I heard you say uh, University of South Dakota. Is that the Jackrabbits or is that South Dakota State? No, no, we are the Coyotes. <laughs> the Coyotes, <laughs> we, okay. we are the Coyotes. Hey, I, there was a point in time where I never remember losing the state, and now they, they upgrade <laughs> their facilities and they get money, and now they're the university from South Dakota, and that's that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my second question is: I thought I heard you say that you ran a four-two-nine. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Fully, fully automatic, fully time, oh, or fully, yeah, fully electric. So it was probably faster than that handheld. But I, and the ironic part about it is, I was never considered a sprinter. I was wow. considered a jumper that ran. I had a forty-four-inch vertical. It was a twenty-five-foot long jumper, a fifty-two-foot triple jumper, a six-ten high jumper. And that's what I did. I enjoyed that. In sprinting, I was in college. I was only a 10, 300 meters, which in the college ranks is fairly average. You know, I mean, uh, 55 meters, I was better in an All-American there. But, um, no, 40 yards, oh, yeah. I, I joke with Heinz Ward all the time because 
obviously Hines is, you know, was a great player, uh, Steelers legend, and and um, he's a bigger guy, you know, six two, you know, right. six one, six two, two twenty five. I'm five nine, one hundred seventy five pounds, and and um, we were joking one day, and he's like. He's like, yeah, I don't know if you could have played, you know, and, and I said, you're right. I said, you're, you're definitely a master route runner and a better receiver. But I said, if I, I said, the only route I could probably do better than you or two routes is a fade and a go. Because <laughs> I said, I would blow your doors off of a fade. And he just laughed because he's not fast at all, maybe four or five, four or six. But, uh-huh. um, no, I, I running a 40 after running track, and that's why these guys – you know, like I like Tariq Hill. I think he's quicker than he is fast. You know, I mean, right. flat out, straight, straight ahead, long speed. Probably not mm-hmm. very fast, but but that guy could get around you in a narrow hallway. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. I was watching something today, and I was surprised to find out that the the rookie A chain they say is actually faster than Tyreek Hill on that team. But uh, yeah. but you're right, Tyreek will pull away from you like on his first two or three steps, he's gone, you know. Right. I mean, I, I think there's a difference with, I mean, I remember he was talking about he wanted to race Hussein Bolt before you, and I'm like, don't be, a, don't be an idiot. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to get him in the first five, ten meters, but he's going he's gonna to snatch you up by the time 20 meters is around, you know. I mean, and, and that's, just, that's just track speed, and, and I explained that to a player because um, a player was like, man, I don't know. He goes, I think I might have gotten you in the 40. I'm like, nah. I said, if you're thinking that you might, you haven't. I said, that's a sprinter's mentality. Every team I've ever been on, I've always been the fastest guy, and it's a mentality. You know, you can't I go bet. in thinking you're faster than somebody. I What's bet that? if you ran a 429. That's, I mean, oh, I'd be scared to run that fast. I'd be afraid I couldn't catch my breath. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Funny story is um, one of my former teammates. Um, he works with me at my event, and Hines and Joey Porter, um, they were giving me a hard time. And they, he goes, "Oh, we gonna find out about you." And he plays defensive. He played defensive back. And Joey Porter goes, "Was Jose nice like that with the speed?" And my buddy goes, "I tell you what, we could cover him, but we knew we couldn't run with him." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, and I just laughed. I mean, and, and you know how that goes. Myth goes to legend, and I just was – I practiced hard, and I guess that was, you know, I just knew I wasn't going to play a lot. So mm-hmm. I practiced really hard, and I practiced that. And, and like I said before, when you guys are talking about trash talking, I was the irritating guy. Like, case in point, after practice and everybody was stripped down to run gassers, Right. I never stripped down. I never stripped down. I run a full bullet oh, and still beat everybody. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was my <laughs> trash talking. Like, I'm going to beat you with pads on. And I didn't have to say anything. I just did it. And um, the coach, coaches loved it because they were like, geez. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not messing around. You know, so. Well, good deal. My princess? What's up? She's on me. Well, <laughs> I, I, hate, uh, I was just talking away. My my my, my apologies. I was just talking away. <laughs> um, Coach Jefferson, I wanted to ask you about today's game. Um, your thoughts overall about the XFL, um, and then the possibility of the USFL. If you can talk about that, and then I got a question about college football. <laughs> Um, I, I enjoyed today's game. I wish I was 30 years younger. I mean, I might have been a draft choice. You know, I mean, 
because it's a different game. It's all RPOs. It's dink and dunk. It's you know quick game. And, mm-hmm. and back when I, back when I was coming out, it's it wasn't so much that way. You know, I mean, especially coming from Nebraska, three downs and a cloud of dust. You got to be a big back, a big lineman, even a big receiver or a blocking receiver, and you didn't throw the ball. I mean, that's that's what I think some of the passing records that are going down now. It's kind of funny because I'm thinking. Most guys have more attempts in one season than most of the quarterbacks did in their whole career, you know. Um, but I, I do enjoy it. It's it's a it's a great game to watch. I mean, obviously, there's if you're, unless you're watching the Dolphins and the Broncos, it looked like indoor football for a little bit. You know? I mean, just like a lot of scoring and college football. College football has always been light years behind college basketball um, in mm-hmm. terms of playoffs in terms of coaches, in terms of just innovation for the game, you know, I mean, there, there, there's still, you know, the, the old regime-ish type of feeling with, with the bowls and things like that. I mean, nobody cares about that stuff anymore. But yeah. um, the, thing I, the thing I like about college football now is I came from Nebraska and the, the rite of passage where they wanted everybody to walk on. Now – if I was a younger kid, like I got buddies of mine that I went to school with and they went to Nebraska and walked on and earned a scholarship later, later, later. Now their kids don't go to Nebraska. They go to other schools because they can go and, and contribute. And you see how college football, I mean, when I was in college, Troy State was a division two. And yeah. Troy, State were, Troy State is where all those guys that got kicked out of Alabama and Auburn went. And mm-hmm. they were dominant. And they kept playing the Nebraska's, the the UCLA's, and making half a million to a million dollars a game. And then next thing you know, they build a university, and then they go to Missouri on a Thursday night and kick the crap out of them. And nobody wants yep. to do that. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Who wants to play North Dakota State now? You know, nobody. <laughs> You're correct. Or Or App State. Nobody wants to play those schools or uh, James Madison. They don't want to play those schools because now they're as good, and all you need is a quarterback you need a decent line and some speed. Size isn't really relative. I mean, like we're talking about Tariq Hill. He's not a monster. I mean, he's a little dude, but he's scary. And that's why I like the game now because instead of when I was growing up, they coached the game to you. Here, this mm-hmm. is how this game is played. Now they coach, they coach me to the game. Oh, well, you're fast, so let's do this. Or you're yeah. big, so let's do this. And I love what Coach Prime is doing. I do. Um, you know, he, he is – there has never been a coach in history, black, white, you name it, that has garnered so much attention for and, – and, and, and it's no different. I don't know why people are surprised by this. He was the same way as an athlete. Either you love to go see him do well or you went to see him fail. But either way, you showed up. And that's what happened. And I love it. I think it's great. But um, XFL, love it. Um, I think it's a great game. I think if, if it was out when I was coming out, I would mm-hmm. definitely be an XFL guy. Definitely would be to, to, to get better. I mean, we're looking at the NFL right now. Don't you think guys like Justin Fields, Zach Wilson would have benefited from a spring game, spring ball, you know, to, to, to hone their craft? Because right now, I think all yeah. four of us can go out and play a better quarterback than those two. <laughs> and that's pretty bad. <laughs> you know, you're and, right um, about that. But, and, and I like, 
I like the fact that it gives opportunities. I like, you know, I'm a little older, but this is, you know, the highest level I've been on, and I'm dealing with some great people. And not only the Heinz Wards of the world, but, you know, Mark Ross and Doug Whaley and Russ Brandon, these guys have been executives for years. And obviously, DJ, Dwayne Johnson, you know, he's a, obviously a, a polarizing figure in himself. And it's just a great atmosphere, and I, and I hope that they continue to do things the, the way they are, and I hope I'm involved. Um, as for this merger, <laughs> anything I tell you right now is total speculation. I have okay. no clue. I wish I could tell you something. Um, you know, the, the, the safest answer would be where there's smoke, there's usually some fire, and, and I think there's a lot of smoke right now, so that's good, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I could tell you, I will tell you my truth. We're doing business as usual, and we're carrying on as if we're, you know, Bill San Antonio mm-hmm. Brahmas of the XFL, and we, I hear rumblings and I hear things, but we were told in an email that, you know, until they hear something from, until we hear something from our people, um, then that's all it is is rumors. But I think it would be great. I mean, great. Um, I, I do. I, I, any, the, the thing, it's, it's like indoor football. Um, and, and just to, to my, my history and experience with indoor football, there's the IFL, there's the AFL, there's the NAL, there's the CIF, you know. I just think four indoor football leagues, do you know the difference between any of them? There are, but they're, from 30,000 feet, you don't. And so if yeah. one of those leagues fail, guess what? All indoor football fails. Because you see, ah, that league sucks. Oh, indoor football sucks. And it's the same with us with spring ball. Because if the USFL fails, and guess what? You've got people lining up to see us fail right behind them, or vice versa. But together, if you merge it, you're going to make a stronger league. Obviously, the powers that be split expenses, you would hope. That's why they would do it. But then you, you gain more market share, and now we're just one big league, and you would hope the NFL would look at that and say, you know, let's try to rerun this NFL Europe thing where we're allocating players there to help with your rosters and help our players, and then you build, and then you have a true minor league system with, with, with the exception of what they use the SEC for. You know, that's their, minor, that's their minor league system. Mr. Jefferson, we're going to have to run. we got another show coming up, and we're running over time. This has been awesome. we got to get you back. We appreciate you being on. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been awesome. Duck, you want to say bye? Hey, I'm going to catch up with you. You know, we, we got to finish our talk, Coach. <laughs> I'll be nowhere but here. <laughs> awesome. Have a great week. Um, Coach you Jackson, too. Thank we'll you. See you next All right. All right. Never yeah. had it so good. We'll get out of the way here for, for the professional contributors here in about 30 seconds.